Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures Sunday edition for Sunday, March 6th. Words of Hope. Over the next few months, we are focusing on the theme of hope as a people who experience it and so help others to experience it. So we're pausing for a few moments each Sunday during this series to focus on a different word translated hope in the biblical Hebrew and Greek text. Hope, like love and faith, can really be abstract and a bit ethereal. Hopefully, spending some time each week with some of these words of hope will help bring hope a bit more down to earth for us. We'll start today with the word translated hope in one of the first biblical passages that comes to my mind when I think about hope, Proverbs 13, verse 12, which reads, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. The Hebrew word here translated hope is tohelet, from the verb yahal, which means to wait or to be delayed. Picture a young boy sitting at the table waiting for dinner to be served, his head resting in one hand while he drums his fingers on the table with the other. Let's say dinner's running a bit late, but you can smell it. He's hungry, and he was just told again that it would be just five more minutes. And so he remains, drumming his fingers and waiting. That's Tohelet. It's Noah in the ark waiting another seven days before releasing the dove a second time in Genesis chapter 8, verse 12. And you thought five minutes was bad. It's Samuel telling Saul to wait again seven days for Samuel to show and commence the sacrificial ritual before launching an attack. Because, well, you should always commence the sacrificial ritual before launching an attack and killing people. And Saul waited. It's Samuel again asking Saul to wait in 1 Samuel 13, 8. You guessed it, seven days for Samuel to show again to commence the sacrificial ritual before launching yet another attack. This time, Saul didn't wait, no doubt in part because Samuel evidently took a bit longer than seven days, and the situation was getting desperate. Sometimes we just can't wait. And as in this case with Saul, who ended up losing his kingdom due to his impatience, sometimes not waiting comes with a high price. Then there's the despondent king of Israel enduring a seemingly endless siege of the city with horrific costs in human life and suffering, who despairs even of asking the prophet Elisha when relief would come as he concludes, look, the Lord is bringing this evil upon us. Why should you wait for him anymore? You've never thought that like I have, have you? Waiting has a tendency of wearing us down, which is literally what making the heart sick means. Prolonged and unrelieved waiting tends to rub our expectations bare, wearing our passion away and leaving us passive and listless, like a chemo infusion. I had 12 of those following cancer surgery in March of 2012. Each entailed a whole lot of waiting 
followed by a whole lot of feeling worn down and listless with chemo fog and fatigue that would put me under for days. Drip, drip, drip. Every other week for at least six hours, followed by 48 hours of another tedious drip, drip, drip of a manual pump that I had to strap around my waist. Every 60 seconds, it sounded like it was taking a Polaroid snapshot as it pumped more toxins into me to carpet bomb other toxins. And yet, resurrection would come as I would resurface the week following, feeling alive, bathing in the colors of spring and then of summer and then of fall before the drip, drip, drip commenced all over again. All right, this is Tohelet. This is hope, the ability to wait in a way that remains invigorated and expected. Hope is finding our second wind in the waiting, in the unexpected and seemingly unending and intolerable delay. And then a third wind, and a fourth, and a fifth. It's a text we'll have occasion to return to again before this series is over, but soak in these words from the pen of Paul in Romans 8, 22 through 25 as we conclude today. All around us, Paul writes, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us from within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what's enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Lord, we have to wait for so much, for so long, and for so often. Meet us when our heart wearies and wears beneath the unrelenting load of the waiting. Grace us with Tohelet. Revive and refresh our worn away heart and passion and expectation. Let the waiting not ultimately diminish us. Let us ultimately be enlarged in the waiting, as the longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. Through your Spirit in, upon, and with us. Amen.